Hey there, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to Samira Stalks. This is a podcast about the dreamers out there and their stories of entrepreneurship. So if you're curious, creative, and you're ready to make an impact on this world, then this is for you. Welcome to episode 11 with me, your host, Samira Sohail. I'm taking you to Africa today with my guest, Franco Abbott, who wants Dream Africa to be the digital Disney there. No matter what background, race, or religion you're from, I bet your parents used to tell you fables as a kid. Well, Dream Africa curates heritage stories from local African communities, animates them, and whips them together in a digital subscription service, reaching kids, families, and schools across smartphones, tablets, and laptops. It wants kids there to grow up with a more diverse selection of stories, more relevant to them, and more importantly, shedding a new light on Africa. In this episode, we'll hear how he leverages and harnesses the power of communities, whether that's through using open source technology, content contributors, or his customers being his biggest marketing tool. How the story of his mission has convinced his investors, educators, and government that a data-heavy media business in a place where tech infrastructure is nascent is a worthwhile investment. How he's nailed partnerships with Facebook and TED, Dream Africa are now involved in Facebook's free basics program to get their mission, message and service as widely spread as possible. And of course, we'll be sure to hear Franco's own favourite childhood fable from the Lua tribe in his own words. Enjoy! I met my guest Franco Abbott at a yoga shala in Indonesia, where we geeked out on digital disruption, nattering about the developing world, where a mobile device is the internet, phone and television. We also bonded over who was the most childishly curious, as well as who the biggest Disney fan is. And what do you know, Franco came out trumps, as he loves Disney so much that he has built the African digital version of it, Dream Africa. So no matter what background you're from, you've probably been told fables as a child from your cultural heritage that stay with you today. And Dream Africa is here to tell Africa's story like never before. So welcome to the show, Franco. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much, Samira. Um, So in your own words, can you tell us in a line what Dream Africa is? Dream Africa is a library of multicultural stories that are intended to uh, bring us together by helping us have a deeper mutual understanding of each other. And the best way I could even tell more about Dream Africa is is through a story. Great. And and <laughs> and uh, so I I was born and raised in Kenya. I traveled to the U.S. for for college, and the first few days I was there, um, I was walking across campus, saw this stranger, who uh, thought I was a complete stranger only for them to suddenly stop when I was when I met them on the road look at me and say VP banner pardon and that's VP banner and here's a, a little bit of Swahili for you so that's how you say what's up in the coolest Swahili way the most local way that's how I would greet my buddies back at home and this was a complete stranger and we bonded instantly and that's how the power of just having a sense of the other person's culture can be a, a deep bonge, bonding um, thing almost instantaneously. 
Beautiful. And so um, then take us back. So you studied at Lafayette uh, in Pennsylvania, in USA. And so um, you were awarded a scholarship there after being brought up in Kenya. Is that right? Yes. And you met, I guess, your future co-founder of Dream Africa whilst there. Was that him then? Yeah. Turns out, (laughs) well, (laughs) turns out. Um, Torin, who I met was Torin, okay. but who, who works very closely with us. Okay. Um, uh, but my co-founder is called Brian. Okay. And, and I met him um, through uh, the, this big brother program that we have at Lafayette. And um, when, he, when he came to the U.S., uh, big brother's job was to go meet you at the airport and and come and show you, you know, help you get settled. And so we were talking about how, um, you know, talking about Africa. And he, he shared with me the story of how he was once kicked out of his library for reading too much. <laughs> <laughs> what do you <laughs> mean? Just using had... too many free resources of the books. Like... Right. He was wearing down the books. They say, you say you've hit your quarter. <laughs> 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 so anyway, so he he being such a a huge reader, uh, he could tell that very little books were of multicultural featured multicultural content. So uh, he wanted to share that story, and um, he knew I was someone who who was good at technology and technology ch- changing the game. So he called me and said, "Hey, um, after work, this is uh, can we build this?" Um, can we build Dream Africa and share these stories and create this place where people can find multicultural stories? And I guess your reaction straight away was, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) And so can you, obviously like storytelling in any cultural tradition is a big part of community. It's a big part of bonding within families, but a big part of how morals and lessons are taught. And particularly in Africa, there's an ancient tradition around storytelling. So can you talk a little bit about that? And then also I'm going to have to ask you to tell us your favorite fable uh, as a child. Sure. So so um, think of the olden days before school, before uh, smartphones, before computers. And uh, think of families, you know, uh, they would go out to plow land. And then at the end of the day, they would come sit together to enjoy time together, to bond, essentially. And uh, think about stories. Stories have this way of, of taking you into this world and uh, removes judgment, removes, uh, you know, prejudice, because you're just telling this event of, of characters or this, this story of, of these characters who are interacting with each other. And everybody's allowed to pull from it whatever they think um, is valuable to them. So it was a very strong media, as it is today still, uh, even though we are back in the digital age and that's what we're trying to do, um, bring that same uh, storytelling to the digital age. But So, so uh, kids would sit down. Um, it would be a great opportunity to start learning from, from the, the older folks. So often uh, the, the grandparents would be the one sharing the stories. And, of course, it was a, a means of education because there was no school. So 
um, they would these stories would teach everything from how to be witty, how to be curious, uh, uh, you know, morals like what's the value of honesty. It would uh, tell stories. It would record history and tell of how people moved from you know how people ended up in a specific uh, part of that that country or that continent. So um, here's here's I'm, I'm from the Luo tribe, and and there's there's one story that. I just I'm really uh, proud of because it comes from the Luo okay. <laughs> tribe, and uh, um, most people might, might have heard of of Anansi from West Africa. It's similar, uh, but um, yeah, I'll just share it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the the Luos um, settled around Lake Victoria, which is sort of like central West Africa. And they they did that by following the Nile from uh, the northern part of of Africa, and when they settled there, there was another tribe that was had settled uh, nearby. Um, so this was the Nandi. So the the Luos, of course started fighting with them because there was always squabbles of, you know, this is my land. Yeah. I was here before you, so <laughs> make sure that you don't cross this boundary or your 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 cattle went to my my shamba and now <laughs> I'm going to teach you a lesson. <laughs> so so when this um battles broke out, um they happened to this really uh incredible almost su- Super, uh, superhuman, powerful uh, warrior amongst the Luo. Uh, His name was Rwanda Magere. Uh, It turned out like his body was like a rock, so you'd throw a spear at him and it would just deflect off. Yeah, yeah. So he could not be killed. He could not be speared. You couldn't, you know, uh, cut him. Nothing. So um, the nineties always try to figure out why is this? And of course, we the Luos won all the wars, all the battles at that time. And and they 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 decided we are going to figure this out. So they found a really pretty Nandi woman. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's fancy. So, so they found a really Nandi, a, a pretty Nandi woman and, um, and uh, offered... Um, her as a truce to 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 marry uh, Luanda Magere, so he was happy because he, despite the fact that he was he was like a rock and unbeatable, he actually didn't like to fight. He wanted them to be peaceful, so uh, he accepted the wife and said uh, thank you. And for a while there was peace, and then this one day uh, Luanda Magere got sick, okay. and. And um, uh, they tried all kinds of things to treat him. And at the time, there was uh, this treatment that included, you know, breaking your skin, cutting your skin and putting herbs uh, into your skin. But they just couldn't, they couldn't cut his body because he was rock. (laughs) So so one night um, when he was getting really sick, uh, he whispered to his Nandi wife, "Um, do, do you see my shadow? Could you go over and and try cutting there instead? And his wife was completely confused. Wait, you want me to cut your shadow? So she tried anyway because she was really desperate. 
So she went and cut the shadow, and lo and behold, his con- his skin broke, and he could she could put the halves in. So the wife had figured it out. She said, "Oh, this is his secret. It's his shadow, not not his body." <laughs> so um, after she he got well, uh, the the his wife said, "Okay, I'm going to visit my family." Oh no! <laughs> so you know it's coming, <laughs> Judas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She said she had this, the the secret with the with the warriors in the Nandi, and of course they started a war. And surely, uh, when they were at war, they aimed for his shadow. They made sure it was during the day, and um, and and they killed him. But this is what happened when when he died uh, at the spot, his body uh, turned into a this rock, this big rock. And even today, if you go to Kisumu. Uh, you can see the Luanda Magere rock. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so for me, why this story uh, excites me, first, of course, it's 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 like um, a, a Superman story, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I'd watched, I had watched Superman and I did realize there was a superhero right in my village. And, and it just gives me this uh, powerful connection with uh, my ancestors, reminds me that there are people who who have come before me, and you know who who fought really hard to 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 for me to be where I am today. So that 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 bond, um, it doesn't mean I have to live like they do. It's the age of the cell phone and the laptop. But for me, uh, the connection gives me a sense of belonging. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I hope to visit, <laughs> visit the rock one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you let me know when you go. <laughs> Selfie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's speak about, I guess, Africa and technology more broadly. Um, so it's home to over a billion people, f- more than 15% of the world. And, you know, technology and I would say communication infrastructure is still an issue in more developed countries where things like streaming, data affordability, storage limits are real issues and particularly over mobile. And so, I mean, how has Dream Africa as a multimedia content, I guess, company and delivery service overcome some of these fundamental barriers in a place in Africa to ensure that content is accessible and deliverable? Uh, you're absolutely right. So, um, Africa is the youngest uh, continent. It's it's so funny. So I I read this blog that was saying how how can you grow younger with time? You know, everybody mm. feels is fighting this, this this age where everybody wants to live forever and <laughs> fighting you know aging. Life and happens. here's and here's Africa growing younger by the day just by the sheer number of the youth that mm. are are um, increasing in number. So, and, and you know the youth, right? They love technology. They always want, um, uh, they're the, the fast to, we are, they're better than even their parents with smartphones. And yes, the, the, the smartphone penetration isn't, isn't deep enough in, in Africa. It's, it's, it's getting deeper. Um, but we, we are betting, we are betting in the next Africa where technology would be the game changer uh, we see governments uh, doing the same, betting on technology, hoping to leapfrog 
um, the, the, the other developed countries uh, and get ahead. And they're looking at technology as their opportunity to do that. So we, we are betting alongside them. So that we are facing the challenges, for example, um, uh, data is, is pretty expensive. Mm. So you can do streaming in many cases that we find in, in Africa, uh, especially in schools. Um, uh, the schools might not have the devices, as many devices, uh, even though we are seeing uh, countries like Kenya, um, you know, putting out programs where they're trying to give every student a laptop or um, a tablet. But uh, we, we, we are betting on where the, 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 the park is going, right? You, you, don't, you don't invest for now. You invest for the, the future. So we see this future where um, technology will be accessible. And it's already happening. So uh, when I was last in Kenya, we visited a school where um, the, the, the school was in, in Nairobi. They had laptops, smart boards, and internet in the in the in the classroom. That's very very different from how I grew up. Uh, one of the schools I went to, I actually was writing on the ground. We didn't even have books. But uh, there's this incredibly varied um, uh, context, and and that's why you can't just treat Africa as you know one, one country. One, yeah, it's not one country. <laughs> yes, and even each country is very varied. So we are. We are moving with uh, with the needle. As more schools get access to these devices, then we we provide Dimafika to them. Great, and um, you know, you mentioned it as well. Like one of the advantages around Africa is that it is a young country, and so where a lot of developed countries invested in landline infrastructure, so internet through the cable through the ground you know, India, Africa and other places, they can go straight to mobile. You know, they've, they've kind of missed the 10 years of heavy capital investment and digging up grounds and now can just kind of put these data cells out there. And, uh, and yeah, like you said, really leapfrog and learn, you know, from the West and some of the things there. Indeed. Um, and I want to talk a bit about um, the free basics program. So Dream Africa have just been invited to work with Facebook, I understand, uh, on this ar around providing universal access to the internet. Can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, our, our real passion is making the stories accessible. So that means that we... we we are so committed to it that we 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 are looking for all avenues to make it accessible. And when we heard about uh, Free Basic, which is um, Facebook's commitment to try and to to provide the most basic, um, think of like basic like shelter. If, if, if right, basic shelter, the basic yeah. needs when it comes to technology information. So they they created this uh, platform where uh, if you're on your phone, or whether it's a smartphone or a feature phone, you can get access to the basic uh, information, which could include health, healthcare, how to take care of your kid uh, for free. And now stories, of course, um, uh, for free. So you, you on you on your app on your phone or on a, a, a browser on your feature phone, and, and you can... It doesn't consume your data when you look at the content that they have on, on their platform. And we believe um, storytelling is, is basic. This is our culture. This is, this is the framework 
uh, over which we we interact with each other. So in the same uh, spirit, we when we heard about their platform, we got really excited, and it's our it's another way for us to reach people who might not have smartphones, um, even people who can't buy the uh, data to to be able to uh, pre-download. Um, our, our content okay. and it's just allowing us to reach more and more people great and great that you've got the opportunity to work with them as well um mm-hmm. i want to talk about what i call the wild west of the app store within itunes and other platforms so apparently one in four apps don't even get opened after being downloaded um what are some of like i guess the tactical hacks and strategies uh that you've deployed at dream africa to make sure that you you stand out in this uh in this marketplace yeah we 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 hacked apple i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) i love it it was all a farce i wasn't writing on the ground i was in my basement coding (laughs) so um we 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 experience that kind of frustration or kind of like, oh, we're just this small startup doing storytelling, something that's not even that new. And we have to fight all this, including Disney. Facebook app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This app. So we 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 went back to the, the driver and said, okay, what are we trying to do? Uh, the end game is not to have the app. The end game the, the vision we have is is people being brought together, and then we 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 took that and put it in the center stage and said, okay, so an app is just going to be a means to an end. So, uh, because we've made the commitment to, it's really about people. So then, uh, it's been easier. So, for example, uh, if if it's about people, then we've been. Uh, that means we go directly to the community. We ignite this um, sense, this this awareness that that stories are powerful and stories can help us um, transcend the cultural differences that often kind of cause misunderstanding and, and cause conflict. And once people connect to that, um, it's not really important how far you've ranked on Apple Store. For them, the 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 app becomes this empowering tool to access this bigger, bigger idea that's that's even bigger than themselves. So uh, we've and 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 so when we communicate and once we we engage with the community, we learn where how how the app can help them. So, for example, um, our app, our mobile app, uh, organically has grown to over a thousand downloads. And we also created an app after visiting schools in Kenya uh, for to to specifically targeted for the primary schools, and the teachers are really excited about it because yeah, you could have a mobile app, uh, you know mobile devices tablets, then it's it's really useless to them. Uh, so uh, when they saw our commitment, when we created the desktop app, they got really excited about that. So. Uh, all this become uh, tools to help us, you know, reach more and more people, which is all we are we are looking for, Great. as opposed to to just targeting uh, ranking high on 
on the, the app, app store, store. <laughs> but one of the reason people do use apps and you know i guess digital is because it's arguably a more scalable way to reach more customers and obviously community outreach face to face you know everyone would love to do it but how do you like how do you do that within a budget and a time constraint then mhm excellent question um so you remember the way i said you have to share your cause. You have to share why you're doing, why you have the app, as opposed to to telling them, giving them the app, and saying, "Download now." Yeah. So the difference between if you if you if you have the marketing, of course, you can do Facebook ads and tell everybody yeah. to download. But I would argue the even more powerful approach is uh, if you can find people who connect deep enough with the idea mm. then it's very easy for them to share without you paying them any mm. money so that's what that's exactly what has happened with dream africa where for example like we are in this conversation um i just shared um you know uh what dream africa was about and somehow it was really you really connected with it and thought hey i'll i'll share this idea and i i, I haven't paid you any money but <laughs> <laughs> Nothing under the table yet. <laughs> but um, I, I, and and right now we are in uh, the TED residency uh, mm. program, and uh, I mean, t- think about TED. It's exactly that idea is worth sharing, not because you're being paid to share it, but because it's powerful and you think it it does. It's a force for good, and that's what we are hoping Dream Africa can be. That um, before. First, we, we, we've we been self-funding, so we don't have the budget to do it. Mm. Um, and, and maybe that's a good thing because it's forced us to really think about what it is we are doing and, and share why we are doing it as opposed to just telling everyone to download. What other, I guess, practical or help or financial resource or what else have you got from the TED residency program being in it? Yeah, so... Uh, the TED residency, so first TED, ideas worth sharing. So the main thing that we get from in being in TED is just spread uh, more awareness, spreading the, the news. Um, but how, how exactly does that happen? Um, we, we, our, our TED resident, who is uh, Torin Perez, uh, who's, the who's the Swahili guy? guy. <laughs> the Swahili guy is the VP banner guy. So if you see him anywhere, just say VP banner. It'll be completely shocked, and you guys will connect immediately. <laughs> so, so um, uh, he he's he does things like you know uh, Facebook Live events. Um, he he uh, he as a, as being a resident, he's now connect, connected with the TED uh, community, which includes um, a very inspirational and powerful guy, influential people. In, in Africa and all over the world. So uh, these have been connections where we do the same thing. We just share what we, uh, what Dream Africa is about. And they themselves find a way, because they're influencers, right? They have communities of people. So in the, they might, you know, mention us in, in us, maybe when they're speaking, they're, only, they're doing their own um, TED, uh, uh, you know, talk. And, and of course, uh, at the end of the TED residency program, uh, we'll also have a talk where Torin Perez will talk, will give a TED talk. And that would be another opportunity for, for us to share. And again, not to share Dream Africa as a product pitch, but really share uh, the, the vision, right? The vision of, of connecting people by um, 
giving them a way to break down the barriers of, of cultural misunderstanding. Great. And, and as someone who is kind of working in content making and producing and whatnot, I can vouch by saying it's one of the what I call the most high investment, low margin activities out there. But at Dream Africa, you've very cleverly created quite an open source system where you have a community of contributors crafting original stories. And uh, yeah, can you talk about how um, that that sharing economy works uh, within Dream Africa? You take their stories, and then you—is it that you help them edit, animate? Yeah, just shed some light. Yeah, um, excellent question. Um, everybody, when we pitch investors, and you know, we we, we say we we are in media, right? Yeah, they they're, like, get they're like, oh, how much money do you want for me? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and then if you look at um, you know uh, other startups across Africa, very few people are touching media because there's there's a heavy upfront investment, mm. and it, it's it's true. But but again, because of that, that's why there's a great opportunity. So we find that the stories are available uh, because they've been told for ages, but there's no way to monetize it because there was no, like, nobody paid, you never paid your parents. <laughs> Entrance <laughs> cinema ticket fee around the rock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so the model is, is sort of broken. Uh, so uh, what we've, we've learned, we've, we've, we've taken what was really powerful about how it worked before, which is, this um, deep centralization around people. It's people who do the storytelling and do, who do the sharing and make apps support that. And one way we do that, so for example, uh, and it sounds complicated, but it's really simple. So here's how Dream Africa works. This is how Dream Africa makes the, the people aspect work. Um, a, someone who has a story submits the story to Dream Africa with a, an agreement that they will get revenue share once the, once some, from all the subscriptions that uh, go through Dream Africa. Someone who, re, who, who wants to access these stories will subscribe to Dream Africa. Right now you can subscribe for $5 a month and you get the access to all the library. So before uh, it reduces the, the, the investment, right? Because um, Dream Africa doesn't have to pay for to buy all this content or create all this content. We're just saying all we are solving is to provide seamless access for the person who's looking for stories and seamless access for someone who wants to submit a story. So in the same way, it was so easy for the grandparent to sit by the fire and, and share the story. You should be able to do that. And then um, to support the storytellers, right? Because now it's, it's a 21st century now, your time is really costly. And so the, instead of the grandparents choosing that, oh, uh, telling stories is not worthwhile because I have to go to do some money-making activity, we now make storytelling money-making and, and they can make money from telling their story um, just as they would any other thing. So then it makes their, their time investment worthwhile. And, and just like that, you maintain this tradition of storytelling. Great. And so... You ultimately are the, the CTO, so I want to get on and talk a little bit around the tech behind Dream Africa. And, um, you know, you've, you've scaled at an incredible amount in such a short space of time. You mentioned um, 
you know, you've got your app, you've got your desktop app, but also in terms of the, the, the kind of media that you're dealing with, it's all the way from text to animation to, you know, video um, and audio. Um, I guess, can you talk about the technology architecture that I guess underpins the fundamentals, the, the, ground, the grounding of Dream Africa from, a, from your perspective as a technologist? So it's really complicated and I can't give you, I can't talk about it because it's all secret. And <laughs> it's like Google search, but better. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. So, so in fact, to the contrary, we've learned that keeping things simple is the best way to do things. So uh, like we say, there's, there's a high investment when it comes to media, but technology is, is changing the game. And, and here's, here's a very simple example. Um, a, a lot of people have told you, you know, uh, you have to use what you have. You can't do anything with something that you don't physically have. Uh, you can talk about how you can raise money to do it, but in the end of the day right now, you won't be able to do anything. So we've just embraced that. And um, for example, the desktop application, uh, it's actually on a on an open source platform. So, w for me, uh, we we built it. Uh, I built it. I built the the desktop application, but uh, I couldn't have done it by myself if mm -hmm. I wasn't relying on this community of 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 uh, developers who have been developing uh, the core platform for for already years. So, in the same way, just like uh, I talked about how. Uh, we we are very people centered. We look at um, what other people can do best, and then we just focus on how we doing something um, that we are capable of doing well, well. Bring people together. So now we are bringing in, we are connecting uh, without even them realizing uh, this community of of developers mm -hmm. to communities of content creators to communities of publishers and authors. To communities of readers and writers who 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 are very enthusiastic about seeing uh, content that reflects them, and not only that reflects them, but also uh, that that allows them to connect with deeper with other people from different backgrounds. We may have covered this, but I need to ask because this is about reckless dreamers. Um, what yes. would you say your reckless dream uh, for Dream Africa is? Mm, the reckless dream. If 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 Dream Africa, if if one day Dream Africa can be this this brand, if someone you know, like when you when you think of um, when you think of uh, you know uh, Google, right? The if you if you want to find anything on the internet, nobody will argue with you that Google, like just Google it. <laughs> if 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 we can be synonymous to to peace, I'm not even kidding. Like if we could be synony synonymous to peace, if if someone could be could find people who are who are in conflict and they like, no, just check these stories on Dream Africa. Just look at this story on Dream Africa, and you guys will be fine. That that's that's my reckless dream, and you know. Uh, for for profit making company, uh, you know that you, of course we want investors. 
Uh, sometimes that's even hard for me to admit because, you know, peace. I mean, peace. The UN fights for peace. Who are you, Dream Africa, who's making money to try to to, <laughs> to go for peace? But that would be my reckless dream. <laughs> that's lovely. Um, and so, again, this is Samira Storks after all. Uh, so I need to ask you, can you give us an example of uh, someone you've stalked to get Dream Africa <laughs> to where it is today. Who haven't we stalked? That's, oh, the, <laughs> that's really? the, the question. <laughs> we say to you about people, right? So we've, we've written algorithms to stalk rich people, ministers of education, investors. We are trolling your Facebook account as you speak. We know that you're watching this video, so... <laughs> I mean, we, we, we are set up with our, our, our biggest apparent, you know, like apparent challenge is the lack of resources. So okay. I wasn't kidding about the rich people. <laughs> you know, you, you yeah, just look, yeah. you look at your bank account and you say, hmm, who has a bigger bank account than I have? Yeah. <laughs> but it's been fun. Um, often, uh, and this has happened over and over again, where um, we've, 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 uh, stock people uh, g- got into a meeting with them with a very, uh, you know, ask that was very, you know, related maybe like to to money or mm. or or access to their network. And through the conversation, we've realized that just sitting in the room and speaking to them and us being able to share our ideas and seeing their reaction to them, to, to our ideas have been the most uh, beneficial, uh, you know, thing to, to get from, the, from meeting these people or from having the relationship than even our, our simple ask of, can you write me a check? Yeah. Uh, because <clears throat> often uh, we, 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 we think we understand what we need to move uh, forward mm-hmm. and, and sometimes you know through talking to people we realize that like for example uh in, in this scenario um when when we met i didn't realize that you would be you know sharing this story in, in this mm-hmm. big way um you're, you're talking talking to me about how you know you have viewers from japan uh, i can potentially you know connect <laughs> to someone from japan and and they might just reach out to me and, and try to support me to, to, to get stories from Japan or get readers from Japan. So uh, it's incredible how we are all connected and how um, uh, we can find some way to help each other without even like money or some of these other things that are always on the top of our list. Great. Great. Um, and so I want to touch on the topic of, of failure because... Uh, it's what I call the new success in uh, in the entrepreneurial and I guess startup world. Um, it shows a relentless appetite to take risk. But I, I wanted I want you to take us to what I call um, you. I don't know if this is going to apply to you because you're just such a happy, <laughs> smiling, positive. I've never met anyone like you, like radiate light or something. But you know, <laughs> if you can, can you take us to your lowest entrepreneurial or like worst kind of lowest moment where you thought you know you've got this massive dream of dream africa and ultimately what you're yes. doing is really good but for whatever yes. reason it's just not working out like take us to that time mm. so um 
it's it's hard to find a time like that because I've learned this thing that if you if you're in deep trouble, just just laugh, just laugh, and <laughs> and laughing comes naturally to me. So. <laughs> but let's see. So I'll tell you about the things that I've laughed at the hardest. Okay, <laughs> that's a good one. Because <laughs> probably the biggest uh, 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 quote unquote failure, right? The yeah. new success. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, here, here, here's one. Uh, this one is an embarrassing one, but it's an exciting one. So uh, this time we decided to do a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and and I got so nervous, uh, you know, doing the video. <laughs> so I was doing the video, and I was uh, stammering, making a fool of myself, and not not realizing that, you know. Um, this was going to be my pitch video on Kickstarter. Um, somehow convinced myself that this was the best video I've ever made <laughs> <laughs> and submitted the story to Kickstarter. T- t- I-, I still have uh, the copy of the video on my phone. And if, if you really convince me, I'll share it with you. If you ever met me somewhere, but <laughs> just thinking back on, on the... Sometimes I watch the video, I'm like, Hmm, this was my first speech of Dream Africa. Hmm, no, 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 try again. <laughs> I think uh, looking back, um, you know, the the sense of growth, seeing where I was then and, and now and being able to uh, see how I can talk a lot more deeply about Dream Africa and why we're doing what you're doing. It's just, it, it shows you the journey and yeah. it's a continuing journey. So... Uh, we'll stumble, we'll fall. Uh, I have a little nephew, and I just love the way he he takes falls. He he he'll be running around. He will fall. Uh, he might cry, or, or he might just get up and start running again. That's that's what you have to do with failure, right? You yeah. you see, you learn. Uh, you fall, you you stumble, you fall, you you learn, and then you just pick up, pick yourself back up. That's it. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Great. Okay, I'm going to move into the quick fire round, which is just right. a series of one line questions. Don't think too much. Um, but yeah, what would you say your top three values are? Mm. Uh, honesty. Oh, love. Oh, is that yes. a value? Yeah, is love- definitely. That's a value. <laughs> um, gratitude, thankfulness, just being grateful. Be grateful. For everything. <laughs> what was the last thing that inspired you? The last thing that inspired me? S- seeing my nephew. Oh, okay. Like, like the... What tea do you drink? What, what do I drink? Yeah. yeah. Milk. What, what, no, no, what tea? <laughs> <laughs> what tea do you drink? Milk. That's awful. <laughs> and hanging oh. out with your nephew too much, Franco. I, I, right? <laughs> <laughs> Milk and I, cookies time. <laughs> cookies. I drink black tea. No, no, I love the ginger tea. I was in Indonesia. Oh, Bali. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ginger tea. Ginger tea. Oh, yeah. Love it. Um, what is your favorite jam, your music track at the moment? Oh, uh, there's, there's this song. I, I, I love to dance. So all my uh, oh yeah automatic, uh, I don't even know the the name of the the, the artist, but I love uh, anything with like really danceable beats. Okay. Oh yeah, that gets me going. 
Um, which fictional character do you most remind yourself of? Mm, which fictional car- character? Uh, let's see. I love adventure. So immediately Peter Pan came to mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I guess lastly, before you leave us, I don't know why that would ever happen. <laughs> um, what Franco? What are your Francoisms? So, what advice would you give to anyone out there, yeah. dreaming and looking to embark on their own business or their own version of impact? Really? Yeah. Just laugh, laugh, laugh until you die. <laughs> okay, maybe don't die. <laughs> um laugh and and um um uh you know the world tells us like we are not enough you know like you 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 as soon as you can walk as soon as you can speak they and i don't have anything against school but they take you to school and start teaching you this new skills and they teach you um how to read and write, which is excellent. And that's what Dream Africa is about. And they teach you of, you know, engineering and they teach you um, how finance and how to, to keep your accounts right. And this is all good. This is fantastic. But because of all this information coming from the outside, we get this feeling that we always have to look out for for knowledge and for advice and for things to... To, to improve ourselves, but we forget the very first thing that we learned as as a human kind that all these things came from inside. So we forget to look inside. Like, have you have you uh, meditated? Have you reflected on your life? Have you thought about what really uh, lights you up? Have you thought about what your purpose is? I would I would almost say do that first. And then uh, look out and find opportunities that align with you. So, yep, don't 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 follow your passion, you know, uh, uh, blindly. Instead, find your purpose, find your true purpose, and then look out to find opportunities that line up. And then bring your passion and just pour it all out on that on that opportunity. And uh, there's no if you for for failure. Well, there's failure, but failure uh leading to success <laughs> beautiful i like the i like the order actually uh, and that's that's sage advice so thank you so thank you so much for doing this uh, thanks for being on the show franco <laughs> thank you for inviting me i really <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> thanks for listening hit subscribe and i'd love some feedback in the form of a review Head over to samirastalks.com too and sign up to the mailing list to get exclusive content releases as well as my no-nonsense newsletter. Also, if you've got ideas for who I should be stalking next, please do reach out and message me on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Join me next time where I'll be bringing you more stories from Reckless Dreamers. Bye.